0: I dreamed last night my Jaguars clawed their way through the AFC to first place. I got every single jersey. I watch every single game. I got a shiny season ticket now so everybody at the stadium knows my name cause I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jags fan when I'm a Jacks fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jax fan and all I want to do is win. Welcome to the JJC podcast. It's your host, Andre Motri and this episode is going to be the end of the season awards. Yay! I'm not going to take too much of your time. End of the season is here. You, If you looked at the team and you watched the team all season, shockingly, believe it or not, this team improved. They improved. Um but and it's a huge but it would be different if we were 3 and 14 with this same head coach building a program and 3 and 14 and we're looking for a new coach to build the program. So basically last year and this year are pretty much the same. It's weird. I it's weird as it sound, it's pretty much the same and once again the Jaguar organization fails the fans. Again. I want to go back to what Jalen Ramsey said in his ESPN interview. It was never about anything else but things within the organization. So he requested a trade. Yep. He requested a trade and out he went. And I remember tons of fans, tons of people and, you know, he doesn't want to play for us. He's faking a back injury and yada, 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 yada. And we could have won more games if he played. His gripe was about, the organization. So, fans finally realized this when we found out with numerous reports that Trent Bulky was staying. Yep, he was staying. Social media happened and the clown show began. Now, there was tons of people down there in protest with the clown suits and the clown outfits. And guess what? There was a number of people saying things like, you're going to run this team off if you clown the owner. You know, quite honestly, the owner probably heard it. He he definitely heard it. But he also is a successful businessman. He has to see his vision through no matter what because it's his money at the end of the day. But he does want to know what his customers are thinking. His customers did not like it, and they voiced it. The players responded. They won the game with their best performance of the season at home, eliminating the Colts out of the playoffs. So next time people say, oh, you know, you you should just accept this team losing and having one winning season in a decade. Tell them, hey, put your, you, put the clown outfit on because you're a joke. That's a joke. We should not be accepting this and saying, hey, it's going to get better. We've said that nine out of 10 years. And guess what? Has it gotten better? They've repeated the same mistake over and over and over again. And now we are back at square one. Square one where we should not be. But the end of the season awards are here. Uh, Actually, before I get to the end of the season awards, I want to go to coaching hires. I am not going to talk about any of the coaches That they've interviewed. Because quite frankly, we don't know where they want to hire. Trent Bulky gave his suggestions. Didn't like some of them. Didn't care for some of them. But I'll just give a quick little opinion of who I believe they should hire. I have a couple of names. First of all, I do not want a defensive coordinator. That is not the way the league is going. It's going offense. Most of the guys that's gotten hired have been on offense. The ones that have been mildly successful, like take their team to the playoffs, has been offense. Zach Taylor, offense. Um, Sean McVay, offense. 49ers coach, offense. Um, Green Bay's coach, offense. You see what I'm getting at here? Offense wins championships. Yes, you need a defense to be good enough, but the way the league is going with the rules, you need talent and you need a offensive minded coach. So these are the names. I'm just going to give these names. Brian Dable from the Bills, the Bills offensive coordinator, his work with Josh Allen along and his progression, he should get a look at for head coach. Kevin O'Connell. Yes, Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Simply because, I'm going to just be honest with you, he's McVay's boy. McVay's boys have gotten hired and they have been successful. Let's take a look at the ones that have. Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator. The Chargers were one game away from making the playoffs with a winning record. Zach Taylor... Got to Cincinnati two years later. They're in the second round of the playoffs. Um, What is another guy from Sean McVay? Green Bay's coach. He's a Sean McVay hire that went to Tennessee and is now coaching the Packers with the number one seed, even though he does have Aaron Rodgers and he had to restructure the offense, but this is his best team yet. Byron Lefwich, he's a Jaguar. We drafted him. He played quarterback here. He wasn't a bad quarterback here. He just His slow delivery caused a lot of problems for him, but he wasn't a bad quarterback. He was always intelligent. He knew the game. His work with Tom Brady, he's done a good job with Tom Brady. He's been mentored under Bruce Arians, and I think that he's ready for a coaching job. Kellen Moore, Cowboys offense, explosive. Zach now I say Zach Prescott, Dak Prescott, one of his better years this year. They had problems with the run game, but Zeke was hurt. But the Cowboys offense overall has done a good job. The past couple of years, I would give him. A consideration. And there's another guy I'm going to give a consideration, and I've been screaming his name, true in and true out, and it's Pep Hamilton. Right now, Pep Hamilton is looking for an offensive coordinator position, but when you look at what he's done successfully on his resume, I am wondering why he is not even getting a look. At being a head coach in the NFL, I'm just gonna give you some, just some run over, just a just some little bit. Andrew Luck, he was the offensive coordinator for Andrew Luck, and he was the quarterbacks coach for Andrew Luck. He helped develop Andrew Luck into a quarterback. Justin Herbert, rookie year, he was the quarterbacks coach there. He helped develop Justin Herbert and Davis Mills and. Davis Mills, (laughs) a third-round pick rookie, I believe, from Stanford. And look at what he did. He had a better season than Trevor Lawrence. He had a better season than Trevor Lawrence. He had 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, an 88 quarterback rating, and he completed roughly about 66% of his passes. And he was a third-round pick rookie with only one real offensive weapon and no run game. That is what Pep Hamilton, the highlights on his resume. And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for an offensive coordinator gig. And I'm watching guys like Eric Benenemy, who's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs he deserves it. The work he's done with Patrick Mahomes, I also put him on that list as well as a coach that we should consider hiring. But I'm seeing that he's not even getting a look. Zach Taylor got a job at Cincinnati. No one knew who he was. No one. Sean McVay, a guy that I'm going to continue saying this. I wrote an article in 2016 about this. I said the Jaguars should consider hiring Sean McVay because I watched his work with Kirk Cousins in a relationship he built and he was a players coach. But no, the Jaguars said, "Nope, no, nope, we don't want young and innovative. We want Doug Marone, a guy that we already had in the organization with coaching experience. Yeah. Nah. We saw Doug Marone. He froze up in the championship game. I am still pissed about that. This man took all these risks, these fake punts, but when the chips was on the table, the money was on the line and after you did all these tricks and all of that, your team looked at you to make a decision and you froze like Cleveland weather. You froze. And it was never the same. But I shall continue. Yes, those should be the guys. Pep Hamilton should get more than an offensive coordinator look. He should be considered as somebody's head coach. I am banking on it. Hell Kevin O'Connell should be considered for somebody's head coach. Yeah, he's McVeigh's boy. Maybe if Pep Hamilton goes to McVeigh, he can get a job. Everybody's hiring from fucking Sean McVeigh because he's the hot new cool guy that everybody loves. Everybody loves this guy. Maybe Pep Hamilton should go over there and get a consideration because I'm tired of it. All right. Enough of the griping. Let's get to the end of the year awards. I'm going to start with biggest disappointment. <laughs> the biggest disappointment as a player, I w- I'm going to say that I wanted to go with Miles Jack as the biggest disappointment as a player. And here's why. Last year, when they went 1-15, he was all over the field. He was making plays, and it appeared to me that he was taking a step in the right direction. He was creating turnovers. He had a career high in a number of fields. This year, I didn't hear shit from him. I don't know where he went this year. And when I looked at his numbers, he had no sacks, no picks, no forced fumbles, nothing. You know what he did this year? Tackle. He had 108 tackles. That is disappointing for a linebacker that we paid a nice amount of money and expected him to take the step in the right direction. He did not. He pretty much just was around. That's what it appeared the entire season. That was who I was going to give as the biggest disappointment. But then I said, you know what? At least he played the fucking games. He played the fucking games. The biggest disappointment, clearly by far, of this entire season is the miscommunication on offense. The coaching staff between Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel. That is clearly the biggest disappointment. The mishandling of James Robinson. The mishandling of the offense, not knowing what they want to be as a team, the best player on the team is a running back, but you're trying to throw the ball downfield to display, oh, we have this next generation quarterback. Cut it out. Do what you know best. Stop it. They didn't do that. And the result is Urban Meyer was fired and Darryl Bevel was interim and he did decent. I mean, I'll give him the last game of the season. I'll give them that. The last game of the season, I'll give them that. But outside of that, they did nothing. The offense scored over 25 points one time this year in the season. Do you know the most points that they scored in a game? Preseason against Dallas, 34 to 14. Pathetic. That's with second stringers. (laughs) That is the biggest disappointment. Rookie of the year. I don't think this is self this is this is no brainer to me. It's Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell, the first half of the season. I'ma get started with this. I didn't believe that he would be starting this year. I thought that he was a next year player. But nope. They put him in this year. They had enough confidence in him to trade our <laughs> Our first round pick that only started like 11 games. <laughs> they traded CJ Henderson away to the Panthers and they let Tyson Campbell go. Tyson Campbell at first fast. The first half of the season, Tyson Campbell struggled. The second half of the season, he shined a lot. He did a very good job. To me, the key game that he had was in Week 12 against Atlanta with our best corner out, Shaquille Griffin. He got his interception, and he got a pro, a PPF grade of 90. He did a very good job this year in the second half, and the defense improved as a result. The defense continued to improve. Congratulations, Tyson Campbell. You definitely deserve Rookie of the Year. Most improved player of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> Laquan Trailwell. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, I love Laquan Treadwell. I talked about. How when he was in the draft, I thought he was going to be the next Terrell Owens. His career quite didn't pan out. He struggled to make his mark in this league. Quite frankly, he wasn't even on the roster, I believe. He wasn't even on this roster. And by the second half of the season, he was a go-to receiver for Trevor Lawrence. He had six games of 50 yards or more towards the end of the season. Career highs clearly for him in that remark. And quite frankly, I believe that he has earned a position on somebody's roster this season. To go from not mentioned at all to a consistent target on the team, I got to give him credit for that. He did a good job. And I hope he's on the Jaguars next year as a wide receiver three or a wide receiver four. Some way, shape, form on this roster. And I wish him well if he goes somewhere else because he's earned that. He's earned it. Um, I tried really hard to give it to someone else. I thought about Dwayne Smooth. He played pretty good this year. But. The story of Laquan Trailwell was quite interesting because I didn't even think he would be playing this year and playing the amount that he played. But given injuries and opportunities, he was out on the field and he played pretty well. Best performance of the season. It's easily the Colts game. They scored the most points in the regular season with... 26, they had six sacks on one of the best offensive lines in football, and they eliminated the shitty ass Colts, who I despise. Plus, plus, plus. That was the best game of the season for Trevor Lawrence. That was the best game of the season for the entire team, offense and defense Throughout this entire season, I have always said they can either get it one way or the other. The defense wouldn't be there, but the offense would somewhat be there. The defense had a period where it was there and the offense couldn't even move the ball to the 50-yard line. Miscommunication, inconsistency all the way through. And that one game against the Colts, they put it all together with the clowns out there watching them, they performed. Maybe people should wear more clown outfits. Now, I'm not going to say the whole stadium had clown outfits because when I looked at the stadium, they didn't have all that. There was people with regular Jaguar gear on. And that's fine. But we know social media, they hyped it up with the clowns. And the team responded. It was the end of the season. They wanted to show out for the fans. And they did a very good job job. Worst game performance of the season. Do we even have to talk about this? It's the New England Patriots game. It was terrible. It was seven to three. And after that, I felt like it was just a line. It was over. The Patriots did whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do it. And Jacksonville just quite couldn't stop it. Patriots looked like a team that wanted to get in the playoffs. The Jaguars looked like a team that wanted to play, but they just weren't good enough. Pathetic performance from everybody all the way around. It was terrible. And as a fan, I think Sean Khan should have gave us something for watching that crap. It was disgusting. Really disgusting. Let's get to Team MVP. This is the guy that I believe performed consistently all the way through and was... Our standout player, and that would be Josh Allen. I know, I know. He led the team in sacks. He was consistently always around the ball. He was always trying to make a play. Yes, he did have some moments in the season where you're like, where the hell did Josh Allen go? But throughout and throughout, he was very, very consistent. I almost went with Shaquille Griffin with this pick. It was really, really close between Shaquille Griffin and Josh Allen, but I give it to Josh Allen. I think he got better as a player, Josh Allen did, even though you know, some of his stats don't like his sacks and things like that, but he did rebound from last year. He rebounded from last year. The sad part about it is he's going to have another defensive coordinator. I don't think Joe Cullen is going to be our defensive coordinator. When this new coaching staff comes in, they're going to bring their own defensive coordinator, and he may have to learn, again, another philosophy. It sucks. It really sucks. But I give him team MVP. I think he did a very incredible job this year. Shaquille Griffin was really close. I think he was very consistent throughout the year. He had he gave up some big plays here and there, but throughout the season, I believe that he was the best. Josh Allen. I am going to now grade the draft class. Now, this draft class. I usually wait a while. But I like I, I like this because. We get to judge them on the seasons they had. Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to give him a C. I don't think it was all his fault this year. I still believe that he's a generational quarterback. That has not changed. I watched some of the throws. Just miscommunication between wide receiver and quarterback. His offensive line wasn't the best, but it did hold up well enough. Once they get consistent at receiver and at offensive coordinator and what they want to do as a team, I think he will be extraordinary. So I gave him a C for this season, even though he threw 17 interceptions and 12 touchdowns. And his incomplete, I mean, his percentage, completion percentage was terrible. It was really terrible. But my thing is, who is he throwing to? Outside of Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault should have been a guy, oh, he almost got my biggest disappointment because I had high hopes for him. But he did not get it because I felt like the coaching staff misused him. They didn't use him in the way that he should have been used. Hopefully, the coaching staff that comes in now will do so because I think he can have a pro bowl, all pro type of season with the right coach. C. Can't do Travis. He got hurt. Tyson Campbell, I'm gonna give a B plus. I gave him rookie of the year. I think he did an incredible job defensively. He got better as the season went on. So I give him a B plus. I said a B no B plus. I'm gonna give him a B plus Walker Little. I am going to give him Oh, What do I want to give him? I'm going to give him a C. I think he did very well in his spot up work when Cam Robinson went down and he was informed like 10 minutes before the game. I think he did a really good job subbing in. That means that he was prepared, ready to work, ready to go. I like that. I just think he just needs more snaps. That's about it. I I didn't think he was terrible when he was in the game. But I'm not going to give him slightly better than Trevor Lawrence who played the whole season. I got more of a sample size. Cisco. Eh. We'll see. The games he did play, I did like that he was around the ball and he was trying to make a play. That's good. Um. I can't really grade him because he didn't play that much. He played towards the end of the season where they was just trying to get some experience out there, and he was he was well enough. After that, I have nothing on the others. <laughs> I know nothing about the others. They didn't play like that. They really didn't, and quite frankly, The top half of the draft was well enough. I think you can build with some of this in the draft, the draft we had. But I seen nothing from the lower half, so I can't really speak on the lower half. Last but not least, I'm going to do free agency. The best free agent signee that we had. Shaquille Griffin, hands down. I think he was the most consistent throughout the year. He did his job. I like that building block. I'm glad we signed him, and I'm hopeful that we continue to keep him. And whoever has him next, the defensive coordinator would know how to work him within the defense. Who else? We had Marvin Jones... Good signing, reliable target. I thought he would be, I would, I thought he would get at least a thousand yards with us. He didn't. I think, again, I'm putting it on the offensive coordinator and the head coach. They just weren't on the same page the entire year. Um, Jamal Agnew, man, he started off with a bang. And quite honestly, if he never got hurt, he probably would have got my best free agent. He was explosive. He played a little bit of receiver. He had a kickoff for a touchdown. He had a punt return for a touchdown. He made he made plays. And quite frankly, I think if he would have still been healthy, he could have made even more plays. At one point, he was the best receiver on the field for us. I know that's as sad as to say, but that was what it was. Um. Roy Robert Harris, he was good. He was a solid pick. And I'm going to add the tight end that we added in trade in this. Dan Arnold, solid pick. I I give that a B. That was a solid trade. They got a third-round pick in Dan Arnold. I think the Jaguars won that trade. I don't think C.J. Henderson is doing as good as the panthers thought he would but we'll see moving forward um that is it for this episode i just wanted to talk about the end of the season hopefully we got a draft coming up we got to get a new coach hopefully they hire someone with some sense i am sick and tired I am really sick and tired of this coaching carousel that they have become. So, when you get a chance, check out the website at com Hashtag Jack's Country on social media. Check out Jaguars Country on Facebook. When you get a chance, please rate the podcast on Google. Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts and have a wonderful wonderful week.